Hi, I'm Kevin Alvis with Big Talk Podcasts. I believe that everyone needs to treat themselves for a job well done. Whether it's surviving a workday jam-packed with mind-numbing meetings, or that five-mile bike ride down the lake with your friends, nothing says, I fucking crushed this, like a delicious cold beer. And there's no finer place to treat yourself than Chicago's northernmost taproom, Howard Street Brewing. Just steps from the Howard Street Red Line, Howard Street Brewing offers a cozy 37-seat taproom that's perfect for catching up with old friends or making some new ones. And don't let their one-barrel system fool you. It's perfectly pumping out a rotating menu of amazing beers like Roger's Proud Pale Ale, the Better Late Than Never Pilsner, and the This Is What Happens Larry Belgian Saison. Not sure what to try? Get a flight. Try them all. Like that beer and want some for the after party? Grab a few growlers for the road. You want some sweet merch with your beers? They've got hats and t-shirts ready for you too. So if you're in Chicago or planning a trip to Chicago, be sure to check out Howard Street Brewing. Open Tuesday through Sunday. No cash, cards only. Oh, and did I mention that there's entertainment every Tuesday night and trivia every Wednesday night? Oh, 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 and did I mention that you can have food from all the local spots delivered right to your table? Oh, 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 and did I mention that they're pet friendly? This place is the shit. So check out Howard Street Brewing, located at 1617 West Howard Street in Chicago and at howardstreetbrewing.com. Be sure to tell them Big Talk sent ya. Dylan and I have been friends for about 20 years. We went to high school together, we went to college together, we moved to Chicago, we got married, we had kids. Well, not with each other, we have separate families, but now we get together and we talk about what those kids are watching. Was it an owl? What was it? It was something, <laughs> Some I'm gonna remember, animal. I don't think yeah. it was a raccoon. Some kind of animal or something like that anyway. The star whisks it away and they fly through the night sky. It was an owl. It was an owl because <laughs> I remember this now. And they fly everywhere. They fly like into space and they like look deeply into each other's eyes. But it's friendship. It's friendship. Okay. Okay. All right. They're just roommates. The owl okay. and the and the star. Everybody's got a little thing to say about the stuff they love. Pop culture. Rebel and a man are going to teach their dads. Phil and Dylan if they're willing. If they're willing to hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture, hop on pop culture now. A couple old friends are gonna ask the kids about books and movies and TV shows. And those two guys might open their eyes and see it's all just a big surprise. They're gonna hop on pop culture. Dylan, I am so sorry to hear that you haven't been well lately. That's all right. I'm glad to, I'm glad you're on the upswing, but yeah, it is my responsibility to be there for you. And so I am going to tell you all about the landscape of the most bounteous cornucopia of children's entertainment that there is available to you at your fingertips. Because I understand that, you know, being sick, you still have to be a dad. Yeah, absolutely. But sometimes spending time with your kid means spending time with YouTube as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. Have you done the YouTubes with Mal? So we only watch one YouTube thing with him, and that's Miss Katie, who apparently is a Chicago teacher. Oh, that's but awesome. She, yeah, we, we didn't know that. but Miss Katie, came... if you hear this, this is an open invitation to come onto this podcast yeah. and share your knowledge with parents. 
Yeah, I I think she works at the Old Town School of Folk Music, but she does. Oh, I love Old Town School of Folk yeah, Music. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but she just does like songs on YouTube that you can sing along with and play along. So that's the extent of it. We we have explored no other thing on YouTube besides that. We started a little early with YouTube. We would put on some sensory videos occasionally for oh, Rebel yeah. as a Baby. The sensory stuff. I forgot yeah, about that. Every once yeah. in a while, you need to be like, I need to fold these clothes. Yeah, so exactly. I need you to sit safely over here and mm-hmm. watch these and watch floating something. fruit pieces Absolutely. count to seven in Spanish. Yeah, I forgot all about those. All right. So that's is that how it started for you then? Is that how the YouTube train started? Yeah, that's how it started. And then from there, it kept going because eventually we went too far and she got big and she started to have a working brain and she realized mm-hmm. that they were advertising other videos after the ones that she had watched. We, we carefully curated. We Googled. We yeah. binged. We asked a fellow named Jeeves. <laughs> Can you still ask Jeeves? I'm sure that's you could question. probably still ask Jeeves. I don't think he's going to give you a straight answer. Yeah, probably not. There are two Jeeves now. One only lies. One only tells the truth. If you ask Jeeves, all he says is, Google it. Yes, sir. I shall Google that for you. What a sassy character that (laughs) would be. Yeah, honestly. Honestly. But he feels, he understands exactly how useless he is. Mm -hmm. But he's still forced to do this task. We started Googling. We researched. We saw, okay, it says, this is the best for toddlers. These sensory videos are great. Oh, you can do this. And then, you know, you worry constantly about screen time, screen time, screen time. I don't think we worry about it so much when it's disney movies but the second that something is coming off of youtube we're like hey maybe we should time maybe we should yeah exactly did you have strict screen time limits when you were a kid not that i can remember but i i do remember like okay it's time to set the table for dinner so tv goes off okay we don't watch tv during dinner so i guess so well i mean blackout periods make sense we do that too like we don't watch tv after dinner but i mean phil you and i grew up before cell phones so, you know, I think that's that's where the whole screen time thing came in is like, you know, when we're thinking about, OK, so we're in front of a screen watching. Something, I suppose I didn't hear about the phrase screen time so much until tablets and smartphones became more of a thing. Yeah, because I think that's where the phrase comes from, you know, because that's that's more of the screen than I guess the TV has a screen, too, but we don't really call it a screen. I, I don't know. That's that's a good question for any older parents out there who I guess our parents <laughs> is did they limit screen time one of my fondest memories of screen time as a child was I was playing Super Mario Brothers 3 on a tiny little TV in the basement using you know the AV cables of course um, yeah. oh it's beautiful I want to get an old TV so I can hook up my old systems in the basement yeah, next to my recording setup my dad came through the basement and he said hey we need to rake leaves when you're ready please come up and join me in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And I went, oh, when I'm ready, huh? (laughs) I was just going to ask, is it when I'm ready I can go up? Okay. He left it open and I took advantage and I played probably (laughs) 30 more minutes of that. And then I went upstairs and like, oh, I should probably, you know, hightail it up there. And then the second I got out there, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have an accident. I have to use the bathroom really bad. My dad was furious. (laughs) (laughs) You spent, you didn't go when you were down there. What were you doing? Yeah. You really want to know 
that I was playing Mario for 30 yeah, exactly. before I yeah. came out to rake. Sorry, dad. See, I didn't even think about like video game and stuff. I mean, I didn't, my, we didn't really grow up with video games in our house that much. So, I mean, we had eventually, eventually I got, I convinced my parents to get a GameCube. Oh, and I guess I had the original Game Boy too, but I had to save up for that. That, that was kind of the extent of it. I didn't really, I, if I was going to play games, I had to go over to other people's houses which meant I was going outside anyway. So I don't think my parents cared too much. When Rebel was a baby, we would try to get her to go to sleep. And sometimes it was very hard for some reason. And we would find YouTube videos of lullabies and things like that. And one of the stations that we found, one of the YouTube channels that we found was this one called Little Baby Bum. Little baby and it bum. had, yeah, and it, it was all 3D computer animation. It had these songs. Okay. Most of them were just, you know, traditional like lullabies and children's songs, fairy tale songs, you know. Yeah, what uh, you would ex- kid songs, just when you think kid songs, that's what you Yeah, thinking. when you think kid songs, just yeah. generic, unlicensed, uh, yeah, no copyright kid songs. And we would play that for her and she would chill with that. And then she would eventually fall asleep a little easier. And then we would start playing those during bath time. We would start playing the, not the YouTube videos for her to watch, but we would tell our smart speakers to play it because they had the music distributed uh, yeah. on Amazon's music platform. So we would play the music there. And then she would ask to see the music video or she would start describing the video if she had already mm. seen it to us. So it was interesting to see her connecting that way. We just kept swinging from suggested video to suggested video, essentially watching these things so she could have some sort of interaction because obviously, you know, we're stuck inside for this pandemic. Screen time is going to be increased. Then I started noticing something as we started watching these. I started noticing some similarities. I started noticing some characters crossing over. I started noticing corporate logos and things popping Mm -hmm. up in the corners of certain videos. And I became very interested in this world happening behind all of these YouTube videos. And it is impressive. And there is a lot of money changing hands. And it's an interesting story. Are you ready to go on it? Please, I'll tell you, feel real quick before you jump in. Here's my one experience with like the world you're going to talk about is Amy and I went to a a friend of ours house, a very old friend of ours, and they have two kids who are seven and 10, I want to say. And so the seven-year-old was watching YouTube videos and I just caught a glimpse in the background. I was like, they're making so much money. They are just asking for money, like to unlock certain videos and stuff. You have to pay money. I was like, this is insanity. I never want Mel to watch this. Wait, YouTube videos? Yeah, YouTube videos. It was like... Pay to unlock? What? Yeah, so you would get the free clip from YouTube. And then if you went to their website, you could see like an extended version of it. So it's kind of like a Patreon, except through the website, through their... the, the And I was like, this is insanity they would give you a little taste on a free site exactly. and then they would encourage you to go to their uh-huh. own website where you what could does that purchase. sound like it sounds like pornhub dude. It, it sounds like pornhub it right? sounds like pornhub yeah, absolutely oh. i have seen so much children's youtube content because of rebel not all of it is created equal some of it is it feels very phoned in some of it doesn't necessarily seem genuine and of course all of it is tied heavily into capitalism because this is america yeah, goes um, and even though this is America, our story begins with a British company called Little Baby Bum. At first, it was just music videos for Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. And there's this really nicely 3D animated star and it's hanging out up in the sky and it's twinkling and it looks oh, down. Nice. And there's this 
it's an animal. I want to say it was an owl. I don't think it was an owl. No, it wasn't. Okay. There was an owl involved because there's a hooting in the song because it's okay. like a really beautiful lullaby kind. Yeah, yeah. Owl it's nighttime. Yeah. It gives you very like chill vibes. You know, like you're gonna nice. uh, be falling asleep to this. That's why it's got those good lullaby vibes. Was it an owl? What was it? It was something. <laughs> Some I'm gonna remember. Animal. I don't think yeah. it was a raccoon. Some okay. kind of animal or something like that. Anyway, the star whisks it away and they fly through the night sky. It was an owl. It was an owl because <laughs> I remember this now. And they fly everywhere. They fly like into space and they like look deeply into each other's eyes. But it's friendship. It's friendship. Okay. Okay. All right. They're just roommates. The owl okay. and the and the star. And then the star like uses <laughs> magic to make like a little swing for the owl to sit on at night and stare at it. I'm not sure what. If you look too deep into the narrative of any of yeah, this stuff, I, like it's just it's just beautiful, nice, you know, imagery. Then we started watching super simple songs. Okay. Super oh, simple I, I songs. Do you those. know super yeah. simple songs? Yeah, I Amy would play that for mail sometime. The way we got into that was through their YouTube videos. They had these animated videos of these like silly looking monsters mm -hmm. and they would sing songs and you could distinctly hear every time the, the male lead was always the same singer and the woman would sing lead. It was always the same person. I think her name was Katie too. Yeah. It's a very popular YouTube name from what I know. <laughs> I think popular in general. Right? Well, yeah, just, I know, but like, I know yeah. many Katie's and Catherine's yeah, and cats yeah, and kids and kids and cats and Catherine's Katarina's Katarina's uh, Katarina kitty cat from Daniel Tiger we'll do a whole Daniel Tiger thing yes. sometime yes we will yeah yeah but she would watch those music videos sometimes over and oh, over yeah. and over okay. and, and some of them were useful we would use some of them to get her to do things like put on your coat let's go outside oh, nice. hurry okay. up hurry up hurry hurry up to yeah. try to, you know, poke and prod her and get there. Some of those were really, really useful. It's amazing. Music is a great learning tool. And so these YouTube channels focus primarily on having this, you know, nice, easy to learn, repetitive music that focuses on simple things like yeah. putting on your coat and hat and scarf and mm -hmm. uh, counting and picking out which one is green. And, you know, that's a square. Yeah. Good for it. I'm happy. I'm happy that's a square. Yeah. Those, those are good lessons to learn. Yeah. Those are good lessons to learn. It's solid building blocks for the kiddos. They need those. Um, and then and then it starts getting a little weirder as the demographic gets older, because, you know, it was a nice time living in the super simple songs uh -huh. YouTube phase of her development. I kind of miss it sometimes, to be completely honest with you. Right. Because yeah. pretty soon you wind up entering blippy territory. I have no idea what Blippi is. Blippi so is it's... the devil, and you are allowed to avoid him if you would like to. Oh, I, I will. He's yeah. not the devil. He just people are very polarized about him. Okay. Children inexplicably love him. Now, of course. Yeah. I do not particularly get the vibe that he loves children, but I feel <laughs> a reservation a when I say that because he is newly minted as a father recently. Okay, great. So congrats to him. Congrats to you, Blippi. I'm very happy for you. Wait, is Blippi a man? Blippi is the person? name of... Well, Blippi is a character played by a person. Oh, uh, so it's in a live action? 
Oh yeah, it's it's uh it's live oh, action. I just assumed it was a cartoon. So no, no, I mean they they've got some animated stuff. It's pretty cheaply animated for Blippy, in my opinion. Sorry, Blippy. I'm gonna comment on the quality of your content. I hope Blippy's not listening. <laughs> Last time I hoped that Jim Cummings wasn't listening because I did a horrible impersonation of one of his characters. Yeah, now I don't want him. Blippy to listen because I don't want to hurt his feelings. Oh, Blippy is a character played Blippy, by Stephen W. John. Stephen W. AKA Stephen okay. J. Grossman, aka Steezy Grossman. Okay. But I'll talk about that just briefly in a second. Yeah. Blippy so- is a childlike character. He is a, an adult grown man and he wears a blue shirt with orange suspenders. He has orange glasses, a bow tie, I believe, and he also wears a blue and orange beret. I like the color opposites. Not a huge fan of the bear's colors going on with him, but it's a light blue, so, you know, it gets away with it. Yeah, yeah, and Blippi yeah. shows up at places like parks and museums and random stores and factories and playgrounds again. And he explores it kind of like a child would. And he yeah. has this really just sort of obnoxious demeanor. He's dancing and moving the whole time. He is wiggling like he's being electrocuted almost sometimes. My favorite one was when he went to this indoor gymnasium and he's going through the jungle gyms that are set up for the kids and the obstacles that obviously are like, you okay. know, kid size and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just him and the cameraman. It's just him and the cameraman walking through this thing. But the place isn't closed. It's in the middle of the day. And there are kids there there and at one point a kid walks up to blippy and blippy's like oh hello and he just sort of clenches his jaw just a little bit it's still a <laughs> smile but it's a sinister smile you can tell he wants that kid to get the heck out of his shot absolutely and i've seen just like a couple of instances of that like he doesn't do too much direct interaction with children in his things i don't know if it's because he's uncomfortable doing that as a actor Former, or an improviser yeah. or a performer but so, i get okay. the impression that blippy doesn't like kids and his his stuff is just it's oh it's it's repetitive and it's annoying and i say that as an adult but i know that for young kids that's good repetition is good it helps them remember things it helps them learn things um rebel knows all sorts of things and i'm sure she learned it from blippy she loves doing sink float experiments when we have uh, a swimming pool or a bathtub or just you know a big vessel of water she loves doing sink and float and the only place she's really watched that was on blippy shows so blippy has been acquired by a behemoth that I'm going to tell you about shortly. Phil, real quick. So when I think of like people filming something on YouTube, they're self-filming. Is Blippi like... No, Blippi has a cameraman. Okay. Blippi's production is pretty slick. I don't know what they film on at this point. You know, it could be an iPhone because iPhones are good at that. Android phones are good at that. There are a lot of phones that film really yeah. good quality especially if it's yeah, just something absolutely. that you're trying to put on youtube but he has a he has a camera person that comes with him and does the shots apparently he okay. used to do a lot of the editing pretty much all of the editing and putting it together himself and now obviously he has a, a team has, okay great. because it's very profitable they have merchandise now you can uh, get there okay. are blippy books there there's blippy yep. music there's there uh, okay. blippy outfits blippy costumes blippy backpacks blippy dolls blippy toys follow me then so Mm -hmm. in the beginning what it meant is that there was a guy who probably doesn't like children going and hanging out with children in an area he went out it seemed and hung out in an area that a child would find interesting but yeah necessarily have children in it okay all right 
Okay. He has a whole episode about excavators and he goes and sees an excavator. And I understand why you wouldn't want kids there because, you know, it's a giant yeah. machine. Something's going to go wrong. Kids going to okay. get under All the right. tread somehow. Right. Yeah. Insurance would be a nightmare. Yeah. But exactly. had a vision, but he also has a past. And that's uh, where Steezy okay. Grossman comes in. Oh, boy. Okay. You see, he used to be a shock comic in the early days of YouTube. Okay. And he was uh, notorious for doing a Harlem Shake video Uh, in a bathroom where the transition of the Harlem Shake was him defecating on his friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so he's he's admitted that that was a really stupid thing and he regrets it. And at the time he thought that was what was funny, but he knows now that that okay, wasn't blah, funny blah, at all yeah, and yeah. he's used the dmca to wipe the internet essentially of the video but we know we know in our collective hearts that blippy shit on a guy <laughs> and i think that's i think that's why when we watch him as parents we're like i get why our kid likes it but mm, this dude pop quiz hotshot yeah there you go blippy and coco melon were purchased together oh, boy. how much were they bought for by Moonbug? Uh, I'm going to say 10 million. No, higher. No. Higher. Oh, no. Okay. 15. No, higher. 25. 25 go, million. go think you're making a mistake. All right. 500 million. Well, way, the, way the hell lower. <laughs> okay. You did make a mistake. All right. 100 million. 120 million. 120 million. All right. We 120 got million. 120 million. 120 million. That's the insanity. dude who shit on his friend <laughs> just, just sold a children's property <laughs> for, for 120 million dollars. Yeah, I mean, all right, let's give him some, maybe. And 60 now the company Moonbug that else, acquired right? it is being acquired by an even bigger company with right. a more menacing name, the Blackstone Group. Oh, the Blackstone for about three <laughs> billion dollars. Oh boy, that would be a Blackstone purchase, right? Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. like the I don't think it's like Blackwater, you know, like the mercenary. Oh no 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 company. But you no. you start getting up into the I'm buying things for billions of dollar range, and it's kind of the same kind of scary. Yeah, I mean Blackstone Group. Oh boy, I've had to work with them before, and they they are yeah they they are scary, and maybe I shouldn't say that. They they buy maybe things. we shouldn't <laughs> say that. Hey, let's make a podcast about children's media. Oh, let's insult the billionaires who are buying companies yeah. left and right in children's media. Yeah. Well, let's insult them. I I yeah. need to work for them sometimes. One day so when I'm we're like... acquired, it won't matter. Exactly. Yeah. By the black say it while yeah. say it while you can, because <laughs> as soon as soon as they purchase yeah. hop on pop culture for $185 million, yeah, we're it. gonna zip our lips about I'd it. Take it. All right. So so remind how much how many billions? Two billion, did you say? Three Is billion. That- Three billion. Ugh, Three billion dollars Moonbug is being insanity. acquired for. There's so much money in the world of children's entertainment. That it's it's one of the whole ranges that movie studios try to get to, but that's that's insanity. Now, Cocomelon is aimed at a younger audience. It's also more of a toddler preschool type thing. Some of their settings are in a preschool classroom. Um and uh, they do a lot of the same like you know we're going to sing songs that are public domain we're also going to sing some original songs i think they also have a variation on the johnny johnny are you eating sugar no papa telling lies i i don't know what that is phil 
yeah it's a thing if you, I, if you ever wind up in that rabbit hole you can look up johnny johnny it's got a weird okay. history um, but yeah so let's you know uh, johnny is confronted by his father in the evening about if okay. he has been eating sugar and johnny may or may not have been eating some sugar who knows okay yeah and johnny johnny says no papa and papa says telling lies oh boy doesn't exactly say it like that but that's how i read it it's a weird song there are some weird sus children's songs out there oh Um, you got to pay attention if you're if you're streaming youtube with your kid you got to pay attention you got to skip those ads (laughs) you got to mute things sometimes you got to pay attention to what the autoplay is doing it Mm. is not the easiest thing to watch so i'm glad that i can give this advice to help you navigate it thank you so moonbug was acquired for three billion the moonbug entertainment they have a logo, which is just their name, Moonbug. It's all lowercase. And I started noticing this in the corner of a bunch of different YouTube videos that at first I didn't think were connected at all. Started seeing it in the corner of Blippy one day. Started, oh man, and there's so much. We could do an entire episode about Blippy. Oh, I, I There was yeah. nearly a riot when they did a live touring Blippy show. And they made it clear on the poster, like, hey, the Blippi in the touring show is not the same actor as the (laughs) Blippi from the YouTube channel. And parents still threw a hissy fit and, like, made a big uproar about it. And there was all this, like, consternation about, oh, are they changing the Blippi actor? Oh, my goodness, you can't do that. My kid loves Blippi. And my kid said, that's not Blippi. Oh, boy. There's a lot of connection with kids and Blippi. And this big company, Moonbug, saw that and decided that uh, along with Cocomelon, that was worth $120 million. Insanity. Like, truly insane. Moonbug Entertainment, co-founded in 2018 by Rene Rechtman. Okay. Uh, He used to be the former president of a division at Maker Studios, which is now known as the Disney Digital Network. Uh, Yes, of course. He was also Uh co-founded with John Robson. He used to be the managing director of a company called Wild Brain. They incorporated in February of 2018 under the name Project ABC Holdings Limited. So they started buying up these YouTube channels. They uh, bought up Little Baby Bum. They Mm -hmm. bought them uh, for an estimated, that was that they got a good deal on that they got nine they bought that for nine million dollars well, yeah, now these these youtube channels these youtube channels are bringing in a lot of a lot of money it's it's insane the ad revenue that they get from that it little baby bum was in fourth place on the top 10 most profitable channels of 2014 they took in really? 3.46 million dollars in earnings that's insane in 2014 yeah. 2014 and they made 3.46 million in a year now so think about some of the big youtube channels markiplier try guys these people are making a ton of money yeah. off of the ad revenue that youtube shares with the creators and so these these youtube channels that this company is acquiring they are money makers so yeah. i can see why they're doing that Let's take a look. How much? Let me see if I can find out how much Blippi was. Did you know they're making a Blippi the musical? I, I no, I don't. A live that. show oh, produced by Round Room Live. All, all these North American tours scheduled that, for that summer list of twenty channels that you just had back there. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any of those. You those don't know were, any I of those, but like, I have a feeling. I got a feeling that a lot like, of the parents 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I've probably absolutely. heard at least a but few I'm just of them. Sitting here, I bet like, some of them have very strong opinions head, on Libby. Like, yeah. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do because you know we have strong opinions about everything. It just I bet they have strong opinions about Cocoa Melon. Yeah, yeah. If you now this is a podcast without visuals, so you at home can't <laughs> see. But you know, if you do a quick Google image search of Cocoa Melon, you have definitely seen either their logo, which is a TV that is also a watermelon, or you recognize their character designs. I'm just looking it up now because I'm following what you said, Phil. <laughs> oh, this is creepy. I yeah, don't like the this. aesthetic. I mean, they have they've got yeah they've got dead eyes. I don't Dolls like this at all. Eyes. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, mm, I yeah, and they they, they go around and they just they do songs about bath time or playing outside or sharing or you know not bullying. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like you know okay. little simple things that they need to do. They have they they've got merchandise man they got plush dolls they got toy vehicles they've got yeah, yeah. all sorts of all sorts imagine. of things yeah i mean in coco melon specifically between may and june of 2019 mm-hmm. 2.5 billion with a b total views that in uh, 83 million that. daily viewers i can't believe that that's truly insane i'm reading on the i'm, I'm going to quote the wikipedia page right now comparatively the major four TV broadcast networks averaged just 13 million viewers daily during the TV season mm-hmm. in July of that year. There's that a wide is- reach. So I, this is why I find it so impressive that you are in the dark about so much of this. Completely in the dark about this. Like, just completely. And I, I can't believe it. YouTube makers are reaching a ton of people. They are generating a ton of revenue. So they're getting gobbled up because they're showing that they're profitable. And some of these were actually like made by parents for their children, like Gecko's Garage. Yeah. Gecko's Garage is about a gecko who lives in the UK and he is a mechanic and he has a team of robots he calls mechanicals and they help him repair these anthropomorphic <laughs> cars and okay. trucks and buses and so weird yeah and they've got a they've got a special car wash that can like grow or shrink to the size of the car going through and they put paint in instead of soap and paint the car and they get into all sorts of Crazy you know stuff. very yeah. tame mischief around the mechanic shop they've since expanded it and added a character mr weasel who has got like weasel. a he's got a gold tooth and you can tell that he's not oh. up to up to the sniff test you know this dude is a weasel in every sense literal figurative he's always taking shortcuts and causing more Uh, problems than come into his shop across the street the that started out as a project that a husband and wife team in england made for their two-year-old oh i love that and now it's grown into this it's grown into this big thing it's been acquired by moonbug as well so if you're a parent and you want to make something for kids try it man you don't know yeah you, might, you, you never might know what, hit, you might make yeah. something great that catches on you might make something great that doesn't catch on so they've acquired little baby bum this moonbug company has acquired little baby bum they've acquired coco melon the number two subscribed channel on youtube They've acquired Blippy, and Blippy is doing videos and merchandising and live shows and a musical now. And they have a bunch of other properties that they keep acquiring and acquiring. And actually, Moonbug itself sounds like a pretty big fish, right? Yeah. Moonbug is also being eaten by an even larger company. They yes. are getting acquired for three billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. See, this is yeah by yeah this this Moonbug Entertainment Company again. 
co-founded by Renee Reckman and John Robson in 2018. That was only four years ago. Now, both these guys have a lot of experience in the entertainment industry and they know what they're doing. They seem very, very savvy. But four years ago, they find they found this company. Mm-hmm. They get millions of dollars in backing. They acquire Little Baby these, Bum. They acquire yeah. Cocomel and Blippy, Gecko's Garage, a whole bunch of other ones, Odd Mods. And they make all these different deals with merchandising and different mm-hmm. streaming services. And now, because Moonbug has brought them all under their umbrella, now Moonbug is worth $3 billion. Mm-hmm. And they're being acquired by this Blackstone company, Stags yeah. Meyer Blackstone, who you said you have some experience with in your I, professional I, life. I, I do, yeah, yeah. We don't need to get into it right now, but <laughs> they, they are. No, no, it's cool. Presence. I want you to stay employed so yeah. that we have enough time to <laughs> do things like this. Yeah. So this has been just a fascinating experience for me, learning about all the business and stuff behind this seemingly innocuous children's programming that my kid is watching with us on YouTube. Here's what I watch on YouTube. And I'll be honest. I watch Colbert's monologue from the night before. I watch Seth Meyers' Closer Looks. And I watch old Packers games and occasional music videos. During the football season, I'll watch the Packers game and then I'll watch the highlight reel on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then the other games that I'm interested in, I'll watch those. The highlight. You know, even if I know yeah. the outcome, I'll like. So I like playing, I like it. just putting on a playlist of those things. Sometimes it's nice to just oh, have yeah, football drone in the back. Dylan, do you feel prepared for your eventual <laughs> journey into the dark realm that is YouTube? Ooh, I, I prepared, maybe. I, if I said that, I know I wouldn't be prepared. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to dive in, Phil. I just, I, I don't want to deep end up in that deep, dark corner of the web where all of a sudden I'm watching unicorn videos or something. Like, I don't want that. What's wrong with unicorn videos? Well, there's nothing wrong with it. Oh, you know what we should do? What? We should stop recording. We want to say thank you to our kids, Mal and Rebel. We want to thank our wives, Amy and Michelle. We want to thank Kevin Alves and Big Talk Podcasts. And we want to thank Jason Moody for our theme song. Come back and catch us next time on... Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.